Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Merritt. I tell you, um, I am just waxing poetical because we have an economic theme. Um, I'm looking out my window, and I swear to you, the sky in New Mexico is the color of a raspberry macaron. The most beautiful sunrise. Well, that, see, that's one of many advantages of living where you live. I don't know what the other ones are, but no. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to tell. Um, uh, the, the weather, the people, the traffic, all that. So, right. yeah, we've got, we've got things going on in uh, the Albuquerque metro area. But uh, uh, I, I'm so fascinated. We're going to talk today about financial bubbles and the economic theory behind them and how that transfers to uh, translates to crisis communications. And before you shut us off, trust me, this is going to be good. I know, Gary, you're ready to shut down right now because we do not want you to really interested in translating economic theory. No, but you're, I, see, I felt like the Bitcoin... Go ahead. No, I was say, but I think that you know, the Bitcoin crash, um, you know, are... You are you actually have an interest in Bitcoin. How are you? How how do you feel about that? Uh, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm I'm uh, enjoying it. I'm enjoy, you know like it's a roller coaster ride and and but it's one that um, you know if you're not afraid of roller coasters um, then it's just fun. You know um, uh, when I uh, whenever it was I don't remember what 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 month it was when I. Uh, bought a little bit of Bitcoin on Coinbase just to be, it had nothing to do with all this craziness, um, about, um, uh, Bitcoin as an investment. It, it, I, my interest was, came from a totally different direction, which was about, um, uh, a fascinating way, uh, to have a, an, an unregulated way of, um, exchanging value. Um, and so I actually used it early on to buy some, uh, buy a piece of software. I mean, like $20, the equivalent of $20 in software that, that I found some, some place that said you can buy it with Bitcoin. I thought, well, that is just, that's just cool and it's fun. And it's, uh, and, 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 uh, that's the side of it that got me interested. So, um, I, I look at it very differently, I think, than from the point of view of, uh, having something that starts off at a hundred dollars and the next thing you know, it's, uh, it's 1900 and then down again. So. And you know, I think I think that's a um, a really good way to invest. I remember my mother-in-law uh, bought Krispy Kreme when they went public because she liked Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, I bought I bought Raytheon uh, after 9/11 because I realized we we're going to be shooting a lot of Tomahawk missiles. <laughs> that's not really a sweet story, but that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know. Um, you know, I think we're all talking, though, about amateur investments. And uh, and you think about, you know, people who bought one share of Coca-Cola in the 20s. Look how many times that's split by 2018. Yeah. And I think yeah. um, in some ways that's where uh, Bitcoin investment is going. But, uh, you know, there's just uh, – I, I ran across an article in The Economist, my all-time favorite magazine, 
And I found it so fascinating because it went back to kind of an obscure uh, theory of financial bubbles that came out in the 20th century. Um, it was developed by Hyman Minsky at uh, University of Washington, St. Louis, elaborated by Charles Kindleberger, who is an economist at MIT. But it creates five stages of a bubble. And it, what I love about it is it takes a fairly uh, wonky artificial science and breaks it down into emotional terms. So the five stages are displacement, boom, euphoria, financial distress, and revulsion. <laughs> and uh, so that the, the notion is um, we're at stage four with Bitcoin uh, financial distress. And I think if you look at, uh, say, the dot-com bubble at the turn of the century, of this century, you look at the housing bubble. One thing I think is interesting is there are interventions in place and tangible assets behind both of those that – I, I think both those bubbles resolved uh, without moving into revulsion. And of course, the most famous uh, economic bubble is uh, the South Sea, uh, the South Sea bubble, where uh, 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 British investors and I think Dutch investors were just buying uh, crazily in uh, 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 South Sea and overseas, uh, 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 you know, in, in Indian Ocean, South China Sea. Uh, properties, territories, being thousands of miles of, away with no way to communicate and just assuming that what they were buying actually existed on the other side of the world. And of course, then you've even older, I know you're going to be excited about this, there was the tulip bubble. Are you I was going to say, I, I, was, I, was, I couldn't decide between Bitcoin and, and Dutch tulips. Right. Um, mad speculation in uh, uh, Dutch tulip bulbs and hybrids and... Uh, that also imploded. And I think that, but I think the difference between bubbles that go through all five stages and bubbles that resolve themselves are, does it seem too good to be true? And the dot-com uh, uh, bubble, uh, we, we look at it now, 17 years later, 18 years later, and Google, Microsoft, Amazon, those companies, uh, particularly uh, Google and Amazon, were new at the time. Uh, our economy is absolutely uh, 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 they're, they're foundations of the global economy now. Uh, well, there was really something there that, that we yeah. could rely on. And same thing well, with that's house, a, that's you know, real estate is a real thing. Yeah, if it's a real, if it, in other words, and, and you're the economy major, not me, but I think if the if the um, if there's something legitimate behind why it's there, then then it's going to it's going to exist. Otherwise, it's just it could be a Ponzi scheme and. You know, um, and so I think, yeah, the majority of people that uh, over the past couple of months that have been that seeing, you know, reading in the news about um, about uh, cryptocurrencies are going, oh, wow. You mean that guy, you know, bought, bought a thousand, you know, a thousand coins for uh, for for a dollar and uh, of some particular obscure cryptocurrency. And now he's worth 10 million or some crazy thing like that. And 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 yeah, that isn't going to get you anywhere. And of course, they say with all the hundreds of cryptocurrencies that are out there that you know, most, almost all of them are going to go down in flames, um, and, and we'll see what remains. Well, and absolutely, and I think that's, that's kind of the mystery of uh, Bitcoin. Um, it's not as frivolous as tulips, um, but it is kind of like uh, the South Sea Company, where we can't really see what it is. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I just uh, in recent days, 
the New York Stock Exchange has filed to list Bitcoin futures. Right. And so cryptocurrency futures are being traded. And some of the um, uh, institutions beyond um, uh, uh, that are uh, using uh, blockchain, uh, they're actually being very conservative. And the, uh, uh, the ETFs that are being traded are not allowed to use the word blockchain in their descriptions. Well, um, so uh, we want to trade on it, and, and, and we want to trade on it, but we can't actually say what it is, and we can't refer to the actual tangible uh, piece of it. Yeah, well, and hey, how do you get something tangible when it's digits, right? And the other, but but the um, uh, one of the guys I follow, exactly. Jan, uh, James Altucher, he, what he what he talked about was he said that when um, when it becomes legitimate, when it's become when we'll know it's a real thing is when um, major uh, players start using it. So when, for example, uh, the, whenever it comes, if it comes that, uh, Amazon says we will now accept Bitcoin, um, for payment, then that's when it, it goes mainstream. And it's not just, uh, not necessarily just some speculative thing to, you know, a quick, a get rich, quick scheme or get poor, quick, quick scheme. Right, right. And so I, I feel like we've gotten a lot smarter, uh, in how we uh, handle these, and I think I think the Great Depression was um, uh, obviously it had a huge impact on lives, and it had a huge impact uh, impact on uh, the study of economics, and so much is looking at uh, preventing uh, preventing or forestalling or uh, uh, truncating any sort of similar downturn. That's and but that's why I love uh, the phrases that Minsky and Kindleberg are applying to it displacement and that's referring to something new coming in and displacing another technology another need um something that uh is used to uh, justify some uh new capability and bitcoin certainly doing that uh the housing boom in the uh, uh investment portfolios and uh, uh, uh of people who you just bought a house and saw it triple in value in seven years uh Suddenly, they had freedom to do many other uh, many other things, and then uh, 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 the boom piece when everybody's uh, everybody's getting in it. Of course, and, the housing the housing and, boom and thing. I think. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say the housing boom thing is what I find funny about that one is that, um, you know, for, forget for a minute about, you know, investing in, 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 in second and third homes as purely as an investment, but those who are buying homes and buying up and buying up and buying up and buying up, well, that only does you any good if you're going to flip them, if you're going to be taking that and, 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 and taking the profits and keeping them as opposed to saying, well, okay, I, I, boy, I bought a house for a hundred thousand and now it's up into, now it's worth 200. Well, now I'll buy this other house that's worth 400 and it'll go up to 800. Well, if you're not leaving town, in other words, in the in the in the D.C. area, the the value of a home uh -huh. is the value of a home, and, and it's and, and so it's only going to do you any good if you take the cash and move to uh, you know move south or something. It's just always kind of made me laugh that or, uh, or it's to false, New Mexico. Right, it's a false it's a false uh, I think it's a false um, investment in that regard. Well, especially um, it's a. Uh, 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 Speculating on your own house is not a great idea, and I think one one thing we saw, especially in the D.C. housing market, what it did is it really kind of killed entry to the housing market for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, boy, it's crazy. I yeah. mean, so many people uh, underwater. 
um, you know, with their with their homes and stuff because they just kept seeing. And of course, it's still booming here in terms of uh, housing construction. Um, that'll all be resolved, oh, you know. And and I was going to say it'll all be resolved when Amazon moves when Amazon when Amazon moves to exactly. Montgomery County or Northern Virginia or the DC Metro. I mean, can right. you imagine fifty thousand jobs hitting the DC? Well, any area, but DC Metro. I just think of the traffic and I think of the house prices and ugh. It's it's heady yet it's also scary. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, we're we're gonna uh, stay with us. Um, we're gonna uh, go to break now, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about how uh, uh, these emotional terms used to describe a financial bubble can also apply to a crisis in your workplace. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program and welcome back i'm gary potterfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and uh, you know I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of of lateral thinking, um, and uh, and merit is just you decided to, to just this is an absolute exercise in lateral thinking, and I'm fascinated to watch how this uh, plays out, how you uh, we, how we are combining uh, you have decided to combine for us, and I, I'm going to enjoy joining this um, the bubble economic theory uh, with uh, with brand awareness and such. This is going to be fun. Um, and so you were talking about the uh, the five uh, wonderful stages, uh, merit um, of a bubble, 
And uh, so uh, let's get back into it. How, we can, how are you going to make this work? How are we going to make this transition uh, of the uh, bubble theory and how it relates to the business world? I mean, to the, to the, you know, the, the, the brand aspect of business. Well, I mean, actually, um, because I am not a lateral thinker, as you know, I'm more of an amoebic thinker. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we could go through the, uh, you know, stages of grief, too. I mean, it, it, it really doesn't matter. I find this one interesting. But um, I, I think any startup is uh, subject to this in their workplace culture. You've got this new thing. You're riding high. You've got your first contracts. You've got your first venture capital, whatever that is. That is your displacement piece. And uh, then you're able to hire people and you're able to attract people and more and more people are interested in your brand and that's uh, the boom piece. Uh, you've got euphoria where the buzz um, on what other people are saying about you, you're actually, you know, uh, uh, having to, to push people uh, away away from your company, financial distress. Oh, um, you didn't make your earnings. Uh, your venture capital got pulled. Um, right. And it's that fourth step. It, when the crisis happens, um, however you want to label these other things that led up to the good place you're in. When uh, if you uh, start your company on a total up note. Uh, uh, and when you hit your first roadblock, when you hit that financial distress, how do you manage it? And, uh, and how do you manage it uh, with your workforce? Because if you have to cut back, if you have to uh, lay off, how you, uh, uh, how you describe that, how you make that clear uh, uh, to your employees has a lot to do with your brand. I think uh, one of the in things... In a lot that... of cases, uh, in small... I was going to say, I think a lot, a lot of cases, employees will leave. I was going to say, employees will leave if they sense things are not going well. And I was going to think that, the, uh, I think two things, um, uh, on the one hand, because it's just the, the nature of the world today, um, uh, it's very easy to have a startup, start, get something going, and um, and people joining in, and so you have some new start, a lot of new startup businesses, and they may flame out just as fast, or maybe faster than ever before. Um, and that's going to cause these five stages that that you've listed here. Um, but I also think that uh, probably the workforce of today is more um, willing or, or, you know, accepting of that because it's not as, as it used to be. We've talked about this in other episodes. You know, people are move around as many as 10 jobs uh, in a lifetime. And so I think that somebody comes in and, and while those that may all happen, um, when the financial distress distress happens and they go, this is it, and I've been laid off, or I'm going to leave because I don't trust what's going on here, it's not as traumatic necessarily as it would be. It would have been maybe uh, some years ago. Well, that's certainly true. I think uh, it was the last program you talked about. Um, people are in the workforce today will have an uh, average of ten jobs. Yeah, yeah. So. So it's not going to be as traumatic to them. And maybe if they're growing up and they're going, I know this is going to, I'm going to have a lot of jobs and I'm not waiting for the gold watch. Um, uh, they're, they're not waiting for their, for their gold uh, um, Apple watch or whatever. Well, That's what we should the, give, the gold speed, Apple watch uh, when they leave. When I leave, <laughs> am I going to get a gold Apple watch? I want to know. Do you want it engraved? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And you. Because I can make that happen next week. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, you know, if you look at uh, the, the these uh, 17th and 18th century bubbles and then the late 20th century and 21st century bubbles, one thing I think uh, – a lot has to do with the speed of communication and the speed of uh, data and the speed of response. If it took six months to hear back from uh, Indonesia what was happening with the South, uh, South Seas Company, we now know in seconds. And I right. think as consumers of information, we have gotten used to that. And yeah. our, uh, we are we're a lot more inured to that. And what seems like a crisis at 9 a.m. might not be a big deal by 5 o'clock that night. Yeah. It's uh, very different times. Um, I have to – something's been in my head now since we started this thing. This is – it's completely almost – it is not a – it's not a 100% non sequitur, but anyway. Um, I have to tell a funny story about, about tulip bulbs. Can I do that? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> It's just it's a bit that a that a buddy of mine did that I every time I think about it I laugh and so we started talking about it. so anyway so this this friend of mine he saw that his next door neighbor was planting tulip bulbs in his in his garden and so um, this just takes a, a wonderful mind to do this so when the sun went down my friend went to the store and bought fully grown tulips. And he replaced the tulip bulbs in the guy's garden with, with, with fully grown tulips, and just watched the next morning as they, as the husband and wife came outside to, to check on their tulip bulbs to see what was happening. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I just every time I think tulips, I, that, which is not very often. That's a that's a pretty good, but but that's a pretty good. One. It's a good bit. I'm that's waiting to do that. Yes. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to tell me that you, um, uh, you know, lost, uh, you know, your uh, uh, daughter's college savings on tulip speculation. Now, I had nothing important whatsoever to say about tulips except for I can't turn to, I can't, you know, I see a good bit. I got to go for it. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to whatever the heck we mm-hmm. were talking we about. Where also, were we? Go ahead. But, you know, um, well, you know, bubbles also, you have to be pretty prosperous to have a bubble. Um, you've got to be in a pretty good place um, from a stability perspective uh, to to uh, even get excited about – if you just move from kind of day-to-day subsistence, feeding your family, and suddenly you're going to put your entire fortune in tulips because it seems like a good idea, that's um, what we, we would call in 2018 a first-world problem. Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, – I think that uh, – yeah, so the – I mean, it's if you look at if going back to the whole cryptocurrency thing for a moment. You, um, yeah, people are putting money in there. I think they. I, I certainly don't believe that they're saying, uh, you know, working an extra job and doing things just so they can take all that money and put it into um, into Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever the whatever it may be. Um, yeah, that's not the case. Although interesting though, um, I was. On that subject, yeah, I was reading that uh, someone was talking about um, Venezuela, and um, I think we talking about. I think it was Venezuela they were talking about, and uh, about the possi- and, and how and how many people in Venezuela are investing, are putting their money in Bitcoin, um, because of the instability. Well, of that it. totally makes sense. Yeah, that that is that totally makes sense. Yeah. 
So it's interesting what uh, I, I just find that kind of stuff interesting about, again, not from the perspective of some get rich quick scheme, um, but where wh what's what's stable? You know, where can I put my value uh, that I have um, and, and, and uh, use it? I, I almost wish I don't know, I almost wish I do wish that it was something the thing, the cryptocurrencies were they were, they were they were stable and they weren't fluctuating so wildly so that it could be something that people could say, OK. You know, it's not gold. It's not, uh, but it's not fiat, and it's not uh, the government can't, uh, the, the the Venezuelan government, or whatever, can't decide that uh, now it's not now it's worthless. So anyway. Well, I, I, you know, I think that's a matter of uh, perception, and over time, uh, it will stabilize. I mean, the, the huge risk in the '30s when the American dollar went off the gold standard. Right. And essentially, what that is is a cryptocurrency. Right, without the crypto. And then, uh, right, right. And, you know, my favorite example, you talked about Venezuela, their neighbor to the north, uh, Panama. They've had so much American investment for so long. Their currency is called the Balboa. It is always equal $1, and they, the currency that's passed is American currency and coinage because they have such a large supply. Yes, the, the Balboa, of course, obviously, ever, as everyone knows, named after Rocky Balboa. <laughs> right. Indeed, indeed. Because so, Professor Salone's films had a huge impact on the exactly. Panamanian economy. Exactly, that's, that, that's, he's on the coin. <laughs> See, I love economic theory, theory with you, Gary. You get it. You get, I get it. it. Th thank you very much. I, <clears throat> I took one economics class um, in college, <clears throat> and I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was always about widgets, and the word widgets. You know, the, the the professor was always talking about widgets and and how they and how they moved and how they're made, and the word widgets just stayed with me forever. So, uh, but that's about as far as I go, except uh, you know, throwing a few bucks at uh, at Bitcoin. So, um, but getting let's get back to let's get back to this whole uh, bubble theory and how it relates to uh, um, how it relates to the workplace and business and uh, so we're so here we are where's where are we now we're in vox optima where are we are we in are we in displacement boom euphoria we're not in financial distress i hope i don't think we are i don't know where we are or do we even fit in this model at all what do you think you no know, i um i think um uh, if you looked at the credit crunch 2008 that was really hard on vox optima and um, we definitely got to financial distress, but somehow we avoided revulsion. <laughs> right. I'm not revulsion. No, wait a minute. <clears throat> we had some revulsion. We, we, it just wasn't internal. <laughs> we had some revulsion. <laughs> <laughs> it was outward. It was outward. <clears throat> but we did indeed. Uh, we did manage to get through that. And so... Well, hey, we're up on another break, and uh, and we're having we're having fun, and uh, we're talking about financial bubbles. We're talking about how it relates to uh, your business, and uh, maybe how the employees are de are, are dealing with uh, volatility in your company, and um, and what that means. And uh, we're linking it all to the brand. And uh, you are listening to the brand ambassadors. And so, um, if you've got anything you'd like to discuss related to this or anything, because we just can pretty much talk about anything. Um, give us a call at 866-472-5790 or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield, and we're talking about financial bubbles. Yay! All right. At least I like this topic. And, and, you know, we were just uh, talking about – go ahead. No, no. I'm enjoying it too, actually. I mean, it's fun. We're talking about the five stages where you've got displacement – um, the boom, the euphoria, and then what you have to do, uh, the next two stages are financial distress and revulsion. And I think the key to any organization is I'm not even sure you want to get to euphoria. You boom, you have a boom and you sustain the boom. Or you have the technical displacement that gets you into a better financial position and then you stop. I think that's where your five stages uh, work. And we, we've actually, I feel like we're creating our own bubble within Vox Optima with our NATO work. Mm. Uh, a couple years ago, we just got a, a call out of the blue from a Joint Forces Training Center in Bidgosh, Poland. 
uh, looking for someone to bid on an uh, exercise that was starting in four weeks. And Gary and I said, well, that sounds fun. We'll do it. Uh, we bid it. We got the work. Uh, we worked on an exercise providing media, media training and simulation uh, for troops deploying to resolute support. And it, it was a blast. Um, uh, uh, we, we feel the client liked us. We liked it. And we've had successive project-based engagements uh, since then. Well, typically, we work on long-term contracts. We work on three- to five-year contracts. And uh, they're very stable uh, and uh, uh I, I would say not volatile. I think NATO's introduced volatility. And the other guy who's introduced volatility is former is a previous brand ambassador guest, Jeff Bender. Uh, Jeff joined the company last spring, supporting one of our Navy clients, but he has a tremendous NATO background. He was the public affairs officer for Allied Command Transformation, which is a big deal in NATO. Well, also, just because everybody loves Jeff Bender, we've been able to attract kind of a following and get uh, uh, deeper tentacles. So uh, we, we're on our, I think our fourth NATO engagement right now. Uh, Jason Trost just joined the company last week uh, and immediately made his way to Poland. He's gonna be moving his family there in a few weeks and he'll be on site assisting the Joint Forces Training Center uh, uh, with, uh, uh, inserting uh, public affairs and strategic communication into their overall training mission for uh, all their operational exercises. And they put on about 12 major exercises uh, a year there. Well, uh, that came, uh, we were able to uh, get Jason, who's just perfect for it. He just returned from Resolute Support uh, this fall. And do you know he's ready to go back out and go to Poland? That came from uh, Jeff Bender because he worked for Jeff on the Abraham Lincoln uh, back in the day. We've also had Roy Thorvaldson uh, join us, and Roy uh, spends his time between Oslo, Nice, and Turkey. And uh, he has had uh, jobs at SHAPE, NATO headquarters, and worked with Jeff at Allied Command Transformation. And... I'm, I'm doing all this name dropping just because it, sh it shows we got a little NATO work um, completely, uh, I, really kind of on a fluke, but we really liked it. We brought in Jeff with some NATO experience uh, for another, uh, another Navy contract, and all of a sudden we've been able to grow, grow this buzz throughout um, an international organization that Vox Optimus is here to do business. So what we've got to do is take the displacement and get it into a serious boom and then turn that into stability, not volatility. Did that well, make I think sense? That, yeah, well, I think there's another, if I, we look back to the very first, uh, the, that, that uh, December, January timeframe when we were gonna go, you and I went to uh, Bidgosh. Um, and that's just something that, um, um, it, it was a, it, it was definitely, you know, jumping in the dark, we didn't know we with so many things we didn't know when we went there and it was a lot of um you know uh, when you when we looked back on it after that first experience there it was like all oh, this was great and this was a lot of fun but there was a lot of there was a lot of stress there was a lot of uh, we don't know what's going to happen um but um i think you need that we ramp our pricing structure yeah i just think i think you need to know you need this kind of thing sometimes to say you 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 can't just sit there and 
go do the thing you're used to doing and have it easy. So you go out there and you go, gosh, I don't know how this is going to work. And, and everything had to work the way it worked for us to be able to do that. And we were successful. And, and, and as, as you've discussed, we've been successful with it. But I just think that was really good for us. It was good for us individually, I think. But it's good for us as a company where you need to have, if you can't just sit there and, uh, so to go to the to the displacement and the boom side of things and maybe a little euphoria, the euphoria for us in that particular engagement was that, wow, we succeeded at it and we had a lot of fun with it. But, but um, I just think you need that sometimes. You can't just sit there and say, we've got a nice steady thing going on. I just don't know in the world we're in today, are you going to attract the folks you need and want in the company if it's just, um, yeah, there are certainly those who are looking for nothing but very kind of dull stability. Um, and uh, the, But still, I just think that was good for us as, uh, to, to kind of, um, I guess, stretch ourselves a little bit. And now we, we, I think we're uh, seeing the results of that in a positive way. Yeah, it definitely helped us um, build our training offering, which is something we've offered since we started, but it's really helped us uh, build some portfolio on that. And uh, uh, I, I think that's uh, uh, that's a big part of it uh, for me. And the learning curve and really uh, the financial risk. And we had some lessons learned. We started this work in January 2016. Um, 2017, um, I got a little speculative and uh, went on some uh, sales jaunts around Europe. And that was good to do. Um, I'm glad I, I rested eye, uh, eyes on people across the table. But also as a challenge for a small company, I do a lot of things in the company. And for me getting from Albuquerque uh, to Lille, uh, it's a two day trip there, um, meeting, two day trip back. I've lost a week. Uh, uh, essentially, uh, and uh, for a single meeting. So that was also a lesson learned for me as we're trying to grow this speculative bubble, if you will, or at least just get to the boom period, uh, that uh, there are smarter ways, there's smarter ways to go about this. Certainly having uh, people on the ground in Europe like Roy and Jason will make a big difference for us in 2018. Yep. I think it's fun where you once again from the from the small business perspective, um, and the thing that attracts me to this a dozen years ago, is that you know you just not necessarily without going crazy and being in 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 uh, you know being uh, crazy about the way you're doing your work, but just knowing that you can come in in the morning and go, oh, something new is coming up, something new and interesting. Um, I think you need that. As much as it, and we've talked about that in the past about what what uh, makes a satisfied employee, um, and one of the things is you know an interesting work I, I think and and so when you come in we did we, we didn't know before that uh, call out of the blue that we would end up uh, doing something like that. Um, I just think those kind of things are are healthy for a company. Absolutely, and um, we've just been really fortunate in this small way trying to grow this footprint in Bidgost. Um Also kind of out of the blue, I, uh, I had a resume fall into my inbox uh, from Maciek Wozniak. Uh, he's the former air, uh, air attache to the U.S. from Poland. He and his family uh, live in the D.C. area now. He's retired uh, from the Polish Air Force. Um, 
And I can't stress enough, if you think about Public Relations 101, how important it is if you're trying to build work in Poland to have somebody from Poland on your side, on your team. Right. Goes, oh, it goes a long way. We were, we were so lucky to have that happen. So in a way, I do feel like NATO um, became a bubble because so many uh, phenomenal uh, uh, resources kind of fell in our lap after that first contract. And now, Gary, it's, it's up to us to make sure – uh, we get a little euphoria and don't go, go crazy about it and turn it into, uh, you know, sustained revenue and not volatility. And not financial distress, so don't, although don't it, would be great. it would be good to, to go uh, visit uh, Bidgosh again sometime uh, because it's such a lovely town that we had never uh, seen before. And, but we've seen, it, we've seen it in both of its beauties, the, the dead of winter beauty and the, uh, the height of summer beauty. So, Doug, so I'm, so I'm oh, yeah. jealous of Jason to be over there, so... Nice oh, plug. yeah. I bet spring is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I bet spring is gorgeous. Um, but we'll be, we'll be hearing more. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be hearing more from Jason. He's been posting on uh, Facebook some of his photos. And it's, uh, it's very snowy there. Surprise. Yeah, big surprise. And, uh, and Christmas continues to, to go on for a while yet, right? As we remember. Right, right. Until Valentine's Day, I think. Or something like that. Well, it Not has bad. to be this year. Um, because Valentine's Day is Ash Wednesday. Isn't that a downer? Is it really? I didn't know that. Wait Valentine's a Day is on really? Ash Wednesday. Yes, and Easter is on April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, my. I don't even know what to make of all that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I'm not going to comment further. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone, it, it seems like um, everyone uh, seems to have strong feelings about 2017 and churn and difficulty and everyone's relaxing into 2018 and then you look at you know the first major holiday after uh new year's coming up on the calendar oh right. <laughs> this might not bode well no it's gonna be a good year for everybody that's my i've, de I've decreed it okay it's gonna be a good year <laughs> Well, the uh, uh, I think the fascinating thing about bubbles is um, also maintaining expectations and turning excitement into um, uh, something positive and uh, feeding the excitement appropriately but not letting it get out of control. And uh, uh, I, I think that's something uh, we need we uh, uh, should be touching on uh, after we go to break. Okay, I'll stay cool. I'll stay calm. I won't get too excited. All right. I know. It's, it's tulips. It's South Sea. We got all that. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Okay, welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors and Unbridled Enthusiasm. I'm uh, Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen. And um, um, we are talking about financial bubbles and relating the, 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 the five stages as it relates to uh, and relating that to uh, business overall and, and, and such. And, um, and I have to, we were, during the break, a uh, couple of discussions about dead air. Um, and um, I'm, I just remember, I'm remembering another funny story. If you don't mind, I'm going to share it with you, Merritt. Years ago, I may have told you Yay. this some time, I don't know, but years and years ago, uh, working at a particular radio station, and um, we're all like around the office, and um, we hear dead air. I mean, and that's not a good thing, uh, as uh, Aaron, the engineer, will tell. Uh, dead air is a bad thing, or a scary thing. So there's dead air, nothing happening, and uh, run to the, the, somebody runs to the radio studio, and there's the DJ He's just completely asleep. And um, this is back in the day when it was okay to have cigarettes around in a broadcast studio. So uh, someone says, you're on the air, you're on the air. And he wakes up and he takes, he finds his pack of Marlboros and jams them into the cart machine, which is the thing that played the, the hit songs back then, and just keeps hitting the button and, not, and wondering why as he's waking up why the Marlboros aren't playing on the, on the radio. Anyway. 
If you're in radio business, that would be a funny story. It was funny for me at the time. All right. Welcome back again. And uh, so let's go. Managing expectations is what we're going to wrap this segment up with, Merritt. And uh, so um, so let's talk uh, about managing expectations in the, in the boom and bust uh, environment we sometimes find ourselves. What you got? You got it. And I, I will. I will not mention. I will not mention the time I was guest hosting the New Age uh, jazz program on my college radio station and fell asleep. Don't mention it. I know nothing. No, I won't mention it. No, no. Actually, and it worked out well though, because it was a CD on continuous loops. So I woke up and it was still playing. And I don't know if anyone could tell that it repeated because it all sounds the same. Anyhow. Uh, you know, if you look at crisis communications, and we've been drum beating that throughout this series, is you have to plan for it. You have to plan uh, for a problem, for a crisis. How are you going to handle it? And I think that's how you avoid um, uh, the revulsion, the, the last stage where everyone walks away uh, from the program, is you have to... Uh, uh, and business uh, owners uh, do this every day is uh, decide what financial risk they're going to take and plan for if it doesn't pan out. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, you also have to be pretty open with your employees what you think the uh, logic, uh, uh, the, the logical outcome for this exciting new work we're trying to do at NATO is. Uh, and you have to spend time and be disciplined uh, and build out, say, your pipeline. Uh, we, you know, we just did that last week, building out our uh, uh, final 2018 uh, pipeline, and it looks great. Um, it, you know, up to uh, uh, 68, uh, up to 68 new jobs, and not many of those jobs are NATO. Right. And I think and, that okay, helps okay. temper what we're doing. Is imagine, Merritt, if everything came true. I mean, w w imagine if the entire pipeline came true. That would be that would go from something. Oh, that's so wonderful! Look at all these potential jobs. To oh my gosh, uh, an impossibility or or an improbability in terms of uh, what that would mean, the disruption that would bring. Uh, so, uh, we, we, I think we'd be happy with a quarter absolutely. of that in the first quarter, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and I I think uh, I think we're definitely on uh, track to that. But it's exercise. Uh, like those, and uh, many thanks to our operations manager, uh, Bob Combs, who keeps us on that track, because it's pretty exciting to see um, uh, a pipeline like that spread out before your eyes and build your sales plan uh, and capture plan around that. Uh, and then you see where your NATO hobby almost goes. And it's it's not a hobby, but uh, it, it's it's fun work, and uh, we, we think we're, uh, we, we do think it'll grow. Uh, but we're being a little cautious, I think, and I think the right amount of cautious. Yeah, and I think or, the, another way we're planning we're planning for the financial distress. Well, I think that over the years, what we've learned in the uh, is that uh, is to not get so uh, crestfallen um, when something doesn't come go our way, and uh, because in this in in the right. particularly in the contracting world, um, like in baseball, you're going to you're going to strike out a lot more uh, than you're going to hit a home run. Or even hit a bunt single, but uh, the bunt signal oh, singles come in handy. Oh yeah, I mean, if you look as we're starting our uh, fourth NATO engagement, there have to be eight engagements that we were not selected for. So no, that certainly puts um, 
puts things in perspective uh puts things in perspective uh for us and it, it, it's it's a it's a very different pricing environment we've had to adjust to that um and we're seeing that as we move out of um department of defense into other government and private sector um your your pricing environment your final finance financial expectations have to flex with what the market will bear right um yeah, I think if you can, it's so it's interesting and, and difficult where you're going. Um, on the one hand, uh, you it's good to have these things that d- drive emotion. I mean, if you, again, looking at the five stages of a, of a bubble, that's all about that's all about emo- they were, those are all terms of emotion, you know. Although it, it maybe maybe displacement isn't, but still they're all feelings. But you also have to at the same time so get excited about the potential, but at the same time be willing to say. No, that's okay. It's a numbers game in a way. All right, didn't get that one. We'll get the next one. No big deal. Don't invest your heart and soul into. Uh, we did a lot of that, I think, early on. Merit. We did a lot of like in, in, everything wrapped. We wrapped everything into a particular um, opportunity, and if we didn't get it, we were. It was a. It was a bummer for quite a while, and um, I think we've gone a little past that, uh, thankfully. So you come in in the morning. You come in on a Monday and go, Indeed. "Oh, we didn't get so. We didn't get this. We didn't get that." And uh, okay, moving on. Next, you know. Right, and that's and that's that's the importance uh, of having a robust sales pipeline. We didn't get this. Okay, what are we going to replace it with? You got to keep um, that level up so that if you've got whatever your win percentage is, if it's eighty percent, if it's ten percent, you have to keep your pipeline. Uh, your pipeline full so that um, you're always replacing the work you may not get to, and, uh, you, you, you may not uh, be awarded. And the folks that are in the company that are not involved in, in um, business development, those who are involved in actually doing client work, you know, that pays the bills, um, so let them understand um, that this is the, the way it works. And, and so they, they too don't get worried and go, wow, we didn't get that one gig. What does that mean for us? Um, so I think that goes back to the point of making sure that every, the communication is done so everyone understands where we are. And I think we do a good job on that. Well, and also, and talk about becoming a nerd to volatility, volatility, you know, we're starting our 13th year as a government contractor facing yet another government shutdown. And this time, I kind of feel like everybody's, eh, it could happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll weather through it. And I, you know, I remember dealing with this in 2006, 2007, just um, uh, in a panic and staying up at night. But as we've seen, the government can shut down, and the country kind of still keeps going. So, so um, amazing how that can so, work. Uh, we will reach a deal by, by midnight tonight. It's all mm-hmm. right. I don't care. I've got. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I've got my bitcoins. I've got them in. The, I've got them. I've got them. I've got them hidden in. I've got them hidden in the in, in the seat of my of my sofa. So I'm not worried. <laughs> I thought you'd moved him to under your mattress. <laughs> right. All right, Merritt. Take us home. Yeah, that, I will. I will. This has been a fun show uh, for me. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check us out uh, at voiceamerica.com slash brand ambassadors. Email us at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Check out our website at www.voxoptima.com. And for Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. 
Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.